0: Check, check, one, two, one, two. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Again and again, we're going to win and win and win. Uh, what do we win? Well, you got a free podcast, so that's good enough. Uh, thank you for everybody listening and uh, following. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe to Cannabis Coffee Hour. I got a super dope episode for you today. I'm talking to uh, one of the a great entrepreneur and the head CEO of Good Day Coffee. I had an interview with him. I pre recorded it. So I just wanted to jump on the mic here and talk to you a little bit about love, life, zen, weed, coffee. Uh, no, uh, I got my, uh, I actually have a nice cup of black tea. I'm going to switch it up. As I like to do, I like to switch it up. Sometimes I like boba tea. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I like CBD. Sometimes I like weed. Um, but today, yeah, we're in Brooklyn. The sun is out. We were just getting over an arctic blast uh, that was definitely shivering everybody out. But uh, the sun is out, and it just trips me out how the sun definitely changed my mood. Um, When I go out, it's just like, I get a lot happier and a lot more excited. But at the same time, I have lived in California where it's always sunny. And when you're so used to something and it doesn't change, you're not appreciative. You know, things kind of dull out. That's what I talk about the repetitiveness of meditation and yoga and even herb. You know, I always like to change it up and i'm always messing with the dials whether it's I'm um, smoking all day every day rastafari or i'm super scientific nerd one hitter uh every 3 days or maybe i went a couple weeks ago i was just eating weed at night and i i was getting some bomb ass sleep but i haven't been eating weed at night and i'm still getting that good ass sleep i don't know i think it just kind of kicked in um What I've noticed about my sleep patterns, I'm just going to talk out loud here. Because I am under a lot of pressure with life and kids and, you know, being 46 and doing comedy. You know, I don't have a steady job right now. This podcast and doing shows and doing gigs. Actually, uh, I am headlining at the Fairfield Comedy Club on November 22nd. You can check out my Twitter at Rob Cantrell, and it has the link. And there's a promo code, just a promo code Cantrell. Tell everybody in Connecticut that I'm in town. Uh, Connecticut, it's an odd place. It's just like New York light. It's just like uh, there's not that much flavor, but I do know good people from there. In Yukon, they're the Huskies, I believe. And the Huskies is a cool wolf-like looking dog. And I've always liked the Husky. Like, you always want to... When you see a Husky, you want to hug the Husky. You're like, yo, what's up? But he does look kind of dangerous. But there's something cool about him being so wild. It's like a wild dog, man. He hasn't been broken down by the man. He's still out there running out there in the wild. Or maybe he's a wolf. I don't know. I had My first dog, Jack... Was part wolf. We realized later he bit like five mailmen. He was, he was, he was, he got maced. But this was back in the 80s. So, so we had him tied up on the porch, which was awful. But it was our first dog. And it was right after my dad died. And it was my mom holding the fort down. And we were renting out this house in Virginia. And we had the, I had, I found this dog in a barn. I think I've talked about this before. But uh, there was a college that my dad worked at. Uh, right before he passed away, but we knew everybody, and they had a barn and with a bunch of horses and shit. And I went in there one time, and there was just a litter of puppies, crazy ass mutts. And I took one home, straight up. Like I, I don't, I didn't fill out any paperwork. There was nothing. I just had a dog, and uh, the dog was part wolf, and it bit <laughs> a bunch of people. <laughs> but it was the best guard dog in the world. Like, and it was a nice dog, but it it was wild. Like it definitely. I, we never really trained that dog properly. I feel bad about it, but he lived a full life and he slept in my bed and he ate fucking pizza and whatever was around. Like, you know, we didn't, we definitely were rocking it 80s style. Um, uh, we were just trying to figure it all out. Um, but what was I talking about? The meditation and the sleep and the. I've been reading more and more books about, I found this book in DC about the urban yoga, which I've been work, I read like a chapter of it. And it's been talking about the soul, which has been tripping me out a lot. And a lot of our ego is from the suffering, but our soul is like, I don't know if you believe in soul or I I don't wanna get religious or political on this thing, but I do know there's this idea of the observer And then you. And what I've always, in the last few years, I've always tried to, if I'm in a stressful or a weird situation, I try to think of the heightened Rob Cantrell, the best Rob, the eternal Rob, the observer to everything. And that's tapping into the whole universe as the universe is all going around. So I've been reading this, meditating, smoking some herb. I'm going to hit a little herb right now because it is the Cannabis Coffee Hour, and that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast. So I don't feel guilty about smoking pot, that I'm actually getting some shit done. But I shouldn't feel guilty. That's the other thing about this yoga book, is like, learning how to not do stuff is the best way to not stress, but you also, I don't know, it's just a balance of, because I gotta be a self-starter and I gotta push things through so I need a little oomph and I need a little bit grab your balls, I'm the man, ego type shit to push through. But at the same time, I know the suffering happens when I attach myself to the ego. Like today I posted like a IG movie. I don't know about those IG movies. They don't be moving as hard as the other joints. But uh it's like I'm like I spent like an hour putting a nice little thing on it and You know, put. uh, I mean, uh, like I had a night. I put a cover on it, like a nice still, and I did the graphic design. You know, I took my time with it and made it nice, but uh, it's not moving. It's just standing there, and I just put it up there an hour ago. So go check out Rob 88 Cantrell if you want to check out that video. It's actually me and Arj Barker. I don't know if you know. uh, Shout out to Arj Barker. He's a comedian from San Francisco that moved to Australia, and he's like a huge star down there. But he was a star here. He was on the show *Flight of the Concords and he played the dude Dave, who was the uh, who worked in the electronics store, the used electronics store. It uh, was a great character. But we used to freestyle uh, rap. We used to smoke weed and freestyle rap, and it was before iPhones or like maybe we had one iPhone. I remember it was like this little movie camera that you would get, and so we would film each other rapping. Um, and I found one of these old files. So I was like, yo, I'm going to put this up. This is some classic 2007 shit. And it was kind of funny and goofy. But, uh, and then I put it up there. And uh, it's not moving at all. So go check it out. It's, uh, I mean, it's doing all right. I'm proud of it. I shouldn't give a fuck. That's my ego. That's my ego being like, oh, And it's all like instantaneous. Like I'm expecting something to absolutely blow up the minute i it's like, that's the problem with the digital age. Not that there's a problem. I don't think there's any problem. But mentally, um, figuring this all out, like the instantaneous gratitude that everybody seeks is, is almost like impossible. So you're almost set up to bum yourself out even doing it. So now I'm just trying to not attach my shit to everything. And the reason that yoga book is good was like physically like doing all the stretches opens up like they talk about the life source like the you know just everything that moves the, the whole universe is energy so you're trying to open up everything in your body so the you want to be as open as possible so that's where you're kind of stretching your body out Man, I could get really. I should smoke some weed before I talk about this shit. Um, But uh, but I've been going deep on this book. Like I've been reading it, but then I didn't get to meditate today. But I've been doing good. Yesterday I was nailed it. I did twenty two minutes on the row machine at the gym. I meditated for fifteen minutes, and I did all my stretches. And I'm talking like the new super open like stretches. All these stretches. Like I did everything. And I performed stand-up. And I worked on my shit. And I cooked food for my family. And I was running around. And, uh... But the repetitiveness, I like changing it up. That's what I like about tea. Like, you know, just being... Keeping your mind open to new friends and new people and new ideas. Um, But also understand... I guess it was like... Like... The ego creates, like, this illusion that is life, like all these things. And the suffering comes from this collective illusion, which is life. But the eternal, what you're trying to connect your heart to, is uh, the observer, the highest observer, who is not of any race, not of any... uh, Ethnicity, <laughs> it's not it, It's just that thing that's in you remember when you're like, like like how I see it It's like remember when you're like five years old and you like like break your leg or do some shit, and you're like I feel like I'm the same age as the person that was Observing that as I am now and I'm 46 or the first time you ever had sex like you're like oh wow this is going down or look at isn't this interesting and neat but it's kind of this internal voice. And I see it with my mom who's like 89, like she doesn't, physically she looks 89, but there's a part of all of us that's ageless and sex, it's just this thing. And I think that's kind of like your higher, whatever, you know, your God or whatever, but that is kind of, when you attach yourself to that, when your heart is attached to that, that's when you could strip away the ego and just be like, dude, I'm not this body. I'm not this suffering. I'm not poor. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not, you know, I'm this other thing that's observing all of this. So I have a little bit of crumble of some, just got back from Colorado herb. A friend of mine dribbled into this bolt. So we'll, we'll call this micro dosing, but literally it's just like a couple hits of a bowl and I'm drinking black tea and um talking to you about this, about life, about, because the more, even the people I talk to that are like, even, I was talking to a dude last night that was like an old cat, the Italian cat uh, at, at a comedy club after I did a show at Dangerfields and he was a Trump supporter. He was all bummed. He was uh, he, talking about, uh how they they were trying to fuck with Trump and he's just trying to run the country. But you know what, you know, as much as my liberal art, you know, just like, I went to a liberal arts college, my dad was a Democrat, hardcore Democrat, but I try not to judge people from politics, like, because you literally are just what your parents are or you're rebelling against that. Same thing with religion, like I see it. So what I did was, I still like talking to this dude. He was an old Italian dude that knew, like, Lenny Bruce, he knew he was a musician that knew all these, like, New York characters, and he was telling me these old comedy stories, and, but then the the conversation turned towards politics, and you know what, I just, instead of, like, looking away or anything, I just observed his soul, (laughs) and I knew he was eternal, like, I just knew, you know, I knew he, he was a good person, because I tried to switch it up, and I was like, Man, you've led such a good, you know, and he was, just had all these great stories about, I think he, he was talking about meeting Elvis, and he met uh, Lenny Bruce, and he knew uh, Ronnie Dangerfield, and uh, just an you know, interesting cat, and his politics was his politics, but he also, I was like, you've lived such an interesting life, and such a cool life, you've seen so much, he's like, yeah, I'm very blessed, and I'm very grateful, you know? But the minute before he was being like hardcore negative, but I kind of just pivoted. And that's when gratitude comes into, you know, that's when gratitude and he was, he is his whole vibe and he was interesting all till then. I liked talking to him. It just, you know, it did a one little pivot to politics as shit always does. And it didn't line up with my shit. So instead of tapping out, I just you know, kind of looked at him as this internal thing. Kind of the same thing as I'm eternal, and and then I shifted. And then I don't know if I should, but I I just stated the obvious that you know he had a great talk to old people like they are grateful like every day there is this point like after forty, like I was walking down the street the other day I know so many dead people, like I just know a lot of dead <laughs> motherfuckers, <laughs> you know I do have some of my coolest friends are dead. That's the weird thing. Not all my friends are cool. Everybody's cool. But you know what I mean? Like, some of the most classic, just, like, legendary cats are gone. And it just makes you just realize uh, how precious... Not pr- you don't want to be too precious with life. You want to live it. You want to go through it. You want to have the understanding and the appreciation and gratitude of it. But shit's going to go down like shit always goes down and it gets difficult, Um, like I'm saying, it's like, it's a difficult time right now, so I'm not smoking heavily, like, I'm still, like, trying to open my mind, and open my soul to new opportunities, and that's what's happening, actually, and that's what I'm excited about, the cannabis uh, industry, and I, I hope I don't come off, I know sometimes I talk about, like, whether I should smoke pot or not smoke pot out loud, and I've had viewers say, hey, sometimes you're like this, uh, listeners, and they're right. And I think it's just due to the stigma that I, you know, I did three nights in jail for pot. Pot has always been looked down upon. So I guess it's kind of this weird, and I'm not Catholic, but I would associate it with Catholic guilt or shame. You know, there's something back there that I'm working on. But I, it's, you know, as legalization happens with cannabis, that I think is just gonna be eradicated. I'm just a fucking old dude that still has that in me. When I meet younger people, um, you know, that are in the cannabis industry that are making millions of dollars, there's people out there making millions of dollars, there's companies being made, there's taxes being paid on cannabis, and it's exciting. The only thing is I live in New York, so it's not fully here. But the weird thing is there's CBD, there's a new CBD store, strictly for for weed that doesn't get you high, is opening up on like the main street in Park Slope this weekend. Um, And then there's another CBD store I walked by, and during Halloween, they were giving out free CBD gummies, and I took one, but it was filled That's the thing that I talk about with uh, Good Day Coffee. You're going to hear an interview right soon. I just wanted to jump on here. It's not that long of an interview. It's like 20 minutes. But uh, me and this guy from Good Day Coffee, he's the CEO, Warren Siebert, had an awesome conversation about his uh, CBD coffee. And I had some. He sent me a seven pack. They come in this, and it's packaged so clean and mean, and it's cardboard, and it's like good font. It's not all like super weed pictures and a dude like roasted, which I don't mind. Sometimes there's a time and a place for that. But, you know, I just wanted something low key, and they sent this beautifully packaged seven pack of, you know, they're coming in these cans that look like Red Bull, but they're not. They're red, they're maroon. They're not Red Bull, they're actually red. And they say, good day, and it's CBD. And you can listen to it on the Rolling Thunder episode. I think that's number 50, and I pop one open. I I went through it, I love the stuff. I drank it every day. I had it over ice. What I would do is take a, I would get a can, and then I would get a tumbler of ice. And no milk, no nothing, it's just black coffee. And that's what we talk about is like there's no additives, no sugar. What I was impressed about, it's like high-end filtered water. These guys were all this this guy's fascinating, actually. He worked for Cisco Foods and then he worked for a high tech company. And we went to the same college, Denison University. But he's ten years younger, and he grew up within like the Bay Area legalization is when he, you know, was in his young twenties doing, you know, these corporate jobs that are like high tech firm. But he was around legalization, and he what he was noticing, and that's what I've noticed, and I've reviewed some of this, is, like, some of these gummies are just covered in sugar. I don't know what that deal is, why they put all this sugar, and then some of the CBD drinks are, like, this, you know... The thing about CBD is there's a lot of snake oil out there because it's such a fucking buzzword. Um, you could slap CBD on anything and people are talking about it, but people don't really, you know, the effects... The effects to me are almost like, I always say it's like a strong camel meal tea. (laughs) You know, it's like this really good, you know, feeling. But you never feel fucked up or funky. You just have like kind of a kind aura or, you know, just a slight perception change, which is what we're all looking for, is that slight perception change. You know, that's why people do drugs. Uh, But, you know, as I get older, it's like, I do. I do. I should take some mushrooms here soon. It's been a, a bunch of years since I have tripped like that, but I don't think drugs is the. Yeah, I don't think you need to use drugs to make that 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 slight change. Like you could do it with yoga. You could do it with sports. You could do it with meditation. You could do it with food. You could do it with about anything. But herb is good, <laughs> and uh, coffee is good. And it's a good day here in Brooklyn. I'm having a blast doing this podcast. Um, and I think you're going to have a blast. Listen, if you're into maybe interested in investing into the cannabis industry, I think the Warren Siebert Good Day Coffee interview is going to be very interesting. Because um, he just breaks it down. And, like, they're about to be in Whole Foods right now. They're about to be in, like, you know, major. Th- he sees it as. He'll go on. I don't want to blow the interview, but it is kind of I just want to kind of juice it up before we get into it, because it is kind of, you know, I'm talking to a CEO, a business person that's starting a small business and is doing it correctly. I was contacted by his PR company. And they've only been around four months, so it's a startup, but he's got a good foot. And I tried the product and it's great and it's packaged well. Good Day Coffee, go to their website. They gave me a promo code that you can use and you can get 25% off uh, Good Day Coffee. And in uh, the promo called, uh, yeah, go to goodday.com or Good Day CBD Coffee. Look that up. Um, good Day. I told him he'd be huge in Australia. Good day, good day. Um, but uh, the promo code all all large, all, all large letters all big boy letters, coffee hour twenty five, coffee hour twenty five for twenty five percent off your first order. That's huge. That's a big hunk. If you're gonna chop it in quarters, that's a, a whole quarter bag off of that price, man. Um, so yeah, that's. That's what we're going to be listening to is the Warren Siebert episode. But I also wanted just to finish up, uh, that I've been, uh, just a, a lot of my zenning out and I do have some more guests coming up. I'm excited. I'm coming to you live from the Hiram studios. He's been kind enough to, uh, I recorded one, but I accidentally deleted it, that it was a preamble and I wasn't even high. That was probably the problem. Um, But it's good to be here, and I got a black tea, and just and I had to call him. I was like, man, let's just get together and figure this out one more time. And because we have some big guests coming up, and so we have to block out that time. Um, Like I said, you know, I'm upgrading everything. I love doing this podcast. I love you listening to this podcast. I love cannabis. I love living and growing. There's a big... Fat cat here I love him I'm not sure if I'm allowed to call him fat he's not really fat he has his hair is super fluffy (laughs) and so he looks bigger than he should be because his hair is like super fluffy he's a well-washed cat Hiram you you bathe your cat really nice how do you I mean cats hate water so I think Hiram's been licking this cat you know fluffing him out uh man yeah, you can't put a cat in water. They fucking wig out, but I know with my hair I just got a haircut on my hair and I it been a while like I my, my fro was rocking almost like a foot Like it was out there, but it was getting really dry because the heater was on So I was getting just like crazy-ass dandruff, you know, I had to upgrade my fucking uh, My fucking head and shoulders I had to get some stronger head and shoulders to knock this shit out And then I had to get a haircut and I will say it makes my head feel a lot smaller. It looks a lot smaller. When I had the fro, my head was like boom. When you saw that, people were like, "This dude's got a bit. This dude has got a big brain. This dude is thinking." Now I'm kind of like, "This dude uh, might do some accounting. I might, <laughs> you know, might do some coding." Uh, I gotta let the freak flag fly a little bit. No, but I like it clean and mean. I, I, I like, you know, I like changing it up gotta change it up yo that's what i had it's so much fun drinking uh this black coffee and being over at the high room not i mean black tea um yeah tea is wild i like green tea but black tea like i was worried like am i gonna get the caffeine like this stuff has some i don't know if you guys have noticed about my rambling but this stuff has got the juice this black tea if you ever want to switch it up and you're like ah i, I need that caffeine because i smoked eight bowls in the middle of the night last night and uh i need some caffeine try some black tea it's uh really good it's cleaning me out uh, my face is feeling uh good i don't know if that's from the super denver weed but um the combination is nice and i got a fluffy cat here with green eyes checking me out see i went to pet him but he did that thing like i might bite you motherfucker but the thing about having a cat is uh it gets rid of mice like no mice is gonna come into this apartment you know that cat is red that cat would love this cat is big and a little bit older and fluffed out like it wants to kill mouse. it would chomp a mouse mice are crazy you know mice doesn't have bones they're just made of flubber that's how they sneak through fucking walls and shit man so you need a fucking prehistoric cat like this motherfucker uh to pounce on that thing because there's i mean you want to know who really runs new York? rats and mice that's it and right after that maybe the ro- cockroaches i've seen some of the biggest cockroaches in this fucking city like create, like you're like is that a dog <laughs> it's like not in my place but i but dc had some big ass roaches too um during the summer that's when you see the bugs now during the winter that's when you start seeing mice and rats because they're uh trying to hide out more they're not running as wild out there in the streets. Um, but we're running kind of wild on this podcast because um, it's free. And I want to keep doing it, and I want to upgrade it, and I want to make it better, and I want to do... Well, I don't need to make it better. I think it's great. I've been listening to it. I'm a fan of the podcast. I don't know if I'm a narcissist, but uh, I've been listening to it and mostly like, No, this is good. I like this. Uh, But it's different. It's different than the others, and that's what's good, you know? You got to connect your vibration and then take your vibration and put it out there. And if everybody had the same vibration, it just, you know, you got to have change your attitude and latitude, as Jimmy Buffett used to say, you know? Um, Shout out to Jimmy Buffett. Shout out to Hawaiian Shirts. Uh, I've been listening to this, uh, the band, you know, the band, Bob Dylan's Backing Band, and the band with Robbie Robertson. and on Spotify, I do love my Spotify, I might have to drop it here soon, I need to cut some costs, but maybe not, I do love it, because they turned me on to uh, this new band track that's out there, that's a live demo, and it's uh, awesome, I'll I'll tell you what it is, Uh, I usually give musical tips on this Podcast but this I know ne- I've listened to I thought I knew everything if you don't know the band they, they're amazing Amazing rock and roll if you like rock and roll or funk the, the night that drove old Dixie down and like uh, You know some of the, the drummer is just fucking sick, and then he was from the south I've always said dudes from the south Know how to drum the, the beats just a little bit funkier, especially I'm, I'm not uh, The rest of the bands from Canada, but what, what, what was his name? the drummer for the band. He just passed away, but he he's awesome. And then Robbie Robertson is an amazing singer and songwriter. And one of my favorite movies in the world is The Last Waltz. The Last Waltz was uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. Is, my, is that right? You don't know? Le- Leve- Leve- yeah, Lee Von Helm is the drummer, but the director of the movie The Last Waltz. I'm, I think that's Scorsese. Uh-huh. Or it's another one of those... Yeah. Yeah, it's Scorsese. Check that out. Like how he shoots, it's like this really cool documentation of this concert at Winterland. And Winterland was this awesome venue that the Grateful Dead played. It's a legendary venue in San Francisco. And it was in the Richmond District, which was wild. So it was out there. It'd be like going out to a big warehouse. And the Richmond District, if you don't know, is it's more, you know, families and stuff like that. But back then, but it's really foggy. That's what's weird about it. So the video shows that, like they show him coming up to the concert and it's all like these old hippies and it's daylight because it's a big concert and so they're all lined up and this is their last show and Bob Dylan shows up, Ronnie J. Hawkins, this like lead singer, Ronnie J. Hawkins was the lead singer that brought him out on the road that used to just do juke joints, you know, rock and roll, fun, Um, but he's just like this like kind of road guy. But they have, but they have him. But then they have like Joni Mitchell. They have Neil Young. It's a great documentary, and the opening song is amazing. Baby, don't you do it? Don't do it. That's uh, that song. But this new song, I never heard it, so I know a lot about this band, but I didn't know this song. And it, uh, it's a beautiful song, and it's, uh, let's see. it's under my playlist. Rob Cantrell, stays funky. And the band is kind of funky i will say they got some funk to them uh loving you is sweeter than anything no sweeter than ever oh live at woodstock wow that's at woodstock yeah check that out the band loving you is sweeter than ever and i think this just got released because i never heard it but then it may I don't know if it was at the concert. It sounds really good, the quality of it, because it doesn't sound like a huge concert, but maybe they got it right from the board. and It sounds sick. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This is the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Like and subscribe. Uh, spread word. Here's my interview with Warner Siebert. The CEO of Good Day Coffee. This is a great coffee made with CBD extract and you can order it on their website. Check it out. Should we go right into it, Warner? Let's do it. All right. Uh, all right, everybody. This is, uh, this is our third uh, guest that we have on the Cannabis Coffee Hour. I'm very uh, excited to bring him on. He's the CEO of Good Day Coffee. Uh, coffee and beverage, which is a CBD-infused, you know, drink that I got to sample that was awesome. Uh, His name is Warner Siebert, right? That's correct. Uh, How are you doing, Warner? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Thanks for being on. I appreciate, uh, you know, just, it's interesting about this whole CBD and cannabis culture kind of exploding right now, and you're on the cusp of the uh, green wave, I would say. Um, but give me a little breakdown on how you ended up, found, you know, founding a, uh, you know, a CBD coffee drink.
1: Sure. Um, sure. And I, you got to taste uh, just the coffee. We'll have to get you our two new SKUs. So we actually have a coffee, a sparkling water, and a chamomile herbal tea. Um, so the, the chamomile herbal tea and the citrus sparkling water were just released last week. Uh, so that kind of completes our portfolio. Wow. Um, but the the cold brew was kind of our, uh, our called our our first uh, original beverage that we brought out this summer. Um, a little background as to how uh, how how I created the company uh, with myself, my two other co founders, Nick Miller and Andy Gabriel. Uh, the three of us uh, have talked about uh, a cannabis infused beverage company for a, a while. Uh, me and uh, Andy specifically. Andy comes from the beverage industry. We started talking about this probably about two or three years ago when I was living in San Francisco walking into all of the, at the time, medicinal, now recreational dispensaries. It just do- dawned upon me that there was no beverage category, first of all. And second of all, when you looked at all of the consumables, edibles, THC-infused, and even the CBD-infused uh, food and beverage products, they're primarily sugar-filled treats. You know, everything from chocolate from, uh chocolate mints, gummies, uh, cookies, brownies, rice krispie treats, you name it. So the idea of creating a, a health-focused, cannabis-infused beverage company was something that kind of just a light bulb went off, like I said, about two or three years ago. Brilliant. Really? And then I would say about a year ago was when, or actually a little further than a year ago, when I started seeing all the market indicators, Constellation putting $4 billion into Canopy Growth. There was an article that Coca Cola was looking at CBD infused beverages, and that's really what was one of the, the impetuses to have me
0: uh, quit my job and, and go in head first. Awesome. I think it's brilliant because you are right. Uh, like, I've written for High Times, I recorded a song called Coffee and Weed. I started stand up in the Bay Area in 2000. I know that whole area. I toured with the play, The Marijuana Logs. Uh, but now I'm married. I have a kid. i slowed down. And the rise of CBD has helped. I mean, as I look back, I think a lot of it was to do with anxiety. And I yeah. think a lot of our the American culture is being saturated with anxiety. And you coming from the high tech, isn't your background in high tech? For the most part, yeah. I you
1: know, worked in the hospitality industry which turned into advertising technology, then started a restaurant technology company which got me back into hospitality and then I spent the past uh, the, the five years before founding Good Day working at Cisco Food Service uh, wow. working in their working in their technology division.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a, it, this is a this is a great story. And I wish you guys the best of luck because I did taste the stuff. You guys sent me a great package of the uh, of the coffee drink. I'm looking forward to checking out the tea. I'm a big fan of tea. I'm going through a big chai phase right now. That's uh, great. Uh, but I also like herbal and English breakfast. I do it all. Uh, but I was very impressed with the coffee because the quality of water. And I thought the water was really good and you're 100% right with when CBD products started hitting the street, so to speak, they were like these weird gummy worms that was filled with sugar. Everything was sugar and sugar and sugar. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not getting my teeth are rotten out and I'm getting more stressed out from eating all this sugar.
1: I, so, I think there's there's a level of irony in that You know, the purpose of consuming CBD is for health and wellness. So yeah. to pair that with Something like high fructose, you know, corn syrup in a in a gelatinous form just doesn't make sense to me. So that was, you know, that we have a couple pillars and, and commitments we've made. Um, you you hit the nail on the head. Everybody is saturated with levels of anxiety. You know, a lot of it is fueled with you know from our overconnected nature uh, online. In, in my opinion,
0: 100% uh, with social media
1: and how much
0: information is traveling so fast that our brains can't even process. I mean, it, all the younger kids are getting just—they're all going to therapy right now. It,
1: yes, it, it's overwhelming, and we created a Good Day brand and the products uh, with a. With, with the mentality of and, and the goal of, of providing more good days all around. I mean, it sounds a little cliche, but that really is our mission. We donate 100% of our apparel sales net uh, proceeds to mental health nonprofits. Oh. And we, we wanted to create something that was uh, simple. And it goes into our packaging. It goes into our ingredients. We wanted everybody to be able to look at all the ingredients on the ingredient panel and not only recognize, but be able to count them on one or two hands. I mean, our, our chamomile herbal tea is the most complicated formula. It has nine ingredients. Our coffee is literally just fair trade organic coffee, water, and then our hemp extract. It doesn't get more simple than that. So the the t- you tasted it. It really just comes down to using high-quality ingredients and uh, simplifying things and not overcomplicating things and not using natural flavors. That's something that we see. I, I see every single week another, quote-unquote, naturally flavored, which is not a real flavor. If you want to flavor a beverage, just use real fruit juice. That's what we do in our citrus sparkling water. But there's another s- seltzer with CBD with some sort of flavoring, basically a LaCroix with CBD coming to the market every single week. It's, it's kind of, you know, my eyes roll back in my head and I'm like, oh, there's another one.
0: Right. The CBD white claw is out there. It's coming. (laughs) CBD
1: white claw. Exactly.
0: Uh, but no, I, I I like, you got to keep it simple. I have a t-shirt that says live, live simple. Uh, so yeah, you got to hit it straight up the gut because people are being inundated with so much information and so much, you know, People are understanding about health and wellness that the most natural and simple, straight up, uh, you know, concoctions or recipes. There's gonna, you're going to get a better quality product, and you're understanding what you're putting in your system. Yeah, and it was it was it was tough to create a healthy, minimal
1: ingredient that tasted good. That was the other thing. We're using a full spectrum. Hemp extract, which uh, as a it's a nano emulsified, so it takes the CBD molecule, uh, breaks it down into 20 to 100 nanometer droplets, very very small droplets, attaches that uh, in a in a in a water soluble form. Uh, but that as that ingredient alone does not have. I'll just say it has a unique flavor. It, for for me, it was kind of like wow, I've never tasted anything. It's very herbaceous, somewhat bitter. So to take that and then put other healthy minimal ingredients around it and, and have it still taste good was a challenge, but it was a good challenge. I, I don't, you know, we don't want it to be easy. Otherwise, you know, otherwise it would be too easy to start a healthy CBD infused beverage company.
0: Yeah, I noticed that popping a can of Good Day is that I have been around cannabis long enough that I can tell if something's infused, and I can kind of tell if it's. Uh, you know, if it's kind of, there's so much, uh, what is it, snake oil, you know, products out there on the CBD market that I could, you know, I could, I, if somebody gives me a gummy or something, I could easily tell if that, not easily, but you could just tell. But what I felt out of the good day was I popped the can and the coffee tasted good, but it is two different tastes, the CBD but we're not. You're not getting robbed with sugar or anything. It's a good taste, and if you like cannabis or if you like that wellness feeling, kind of that earthy feeling, I think you guys you you nailed it. I thought it was really. I mean, I was really impressed with the product, uh, and I thought the packaging was really great. Uh, the metal cans. Are, do you think you may go into glass bottles eventually, or do, are you going to have that option, or is that just it's a little complicated at this point?
1: It's, it actually would have been easier to go into glass uh, we did not want to use single-use plastics so another commitment is is sustainability so we used aluminum for a very specific intended purpose and that's just because of the low carbon footprint nice. glass glass is heavy so we wanted to be able to ship directly to uh, customers front doors you got the seven pack we created a seven pack we you know I'd like to say we're the first beverage company to ever sell a seven pack a lot of people go what But if you want CBD to be part of your daily routine, uh, it should be part of your daily routine to get the most benefits out of it. And coffee and tea are things that people are already drinking on a daily basis. So it was a a natural way to take really a super functional ingredient and add it to a beverage that you're already drinking on a daily basis. Um, But aluminum, since we wanted to ship to people's front doors and ship all over the United States to retailers and distributors, whatever it may be, uh, aluminum is light, and aluminum is also the uh, the the highest, most recyclable material there is. A plastic bottle does not get turned into another plastic bottle; it gets downcycled into st- something like you know couch stuffing. Whereas aluminum can actually be melted and turned into another aluminum bottle over and over and over again. So uh, we may go to glass eventually, but we're really actually happy with uh, the sustainability factor of aluminum.
0: That makes sense, man. Uh, yeah, you can put it right in the recycling drawer or whatever you got. That's what I did, and it goes right out. It, that does make sense. Uh, now, with legalization and going from a... Cal- are you strictly in a California market, or what's what's your plan? I mean, good day? Are you going to Australia? I think you would kill it over there. Uh, we probably
1: would kill it over there. We're, we're staying focused on the U.S. for now, so we, we have uh, CBD... Out only right now with the farm bill uh, legalizing CBD as long as it is 0.3% THC or less uh, we are now waiting for the FDA to put guidelines in place and and to to your point you know we I cannot wait for the FDA to put guidelines in place because we want them to level the playing field I've seen reports of something like 40 to 45 percent of CBD infused products not having you know, any or at least close to whatever the label is. So we've gone through uh, extensive uh, testing to make sure that we do have certificates of analysis from third-party labs on file to prove that we do have within a milligram or two, call it, of our 15 milligrams that we have on our label. So we're waiting for the FDA. That's what a lot of the major retailers are going to pick this up. We'd love to be on Whole Food shelves eventually. We have a shelf-stable product that does not need to be uh, a cold chain which is very unique for cold brew so a lot of retailers a lot of specialty shops love the fact that they can get a high quality fair trade organic cold brew specifically that doesn't require refrigeration but um, we you know we we've done some testing on the THC side we would love to bring a THC infused beverage to market at some point in the near future that would likely be in California uh, only just since you know interstate commerce and the uh, Lack of federal legalization will have uh, you know, cannabis-infused, THC-infused beverage companies handcuffed to manufacturing, distributing in the same state. California is where we would likely do that. Uh, but otherwise, it's all
0: about getting CBD out and getting good days in as many hands uh, of consumers as possible. And spreading the word. I I love the product, and I love what you guys are doing, and I think it's beneficial to just the earth and just general well-being. How can people get it right now? Since it's not on the shelves, how can we get, you know, I saw the website. It's clean and mean. What's it all about? You
1: can order on the website. Yes. So you can order directly on the website. Uh, We have seven packs, as I mentioned. One for every day of the week. The idea is that uh, people will just get their their cold brew or their tea or their sparkling water. We even have a variety pack that includes two coffee, three sparkling water, and two teas. Otherwise, start looking for us on store shelves. We just signed a New York City beverage distributor that's going to start putting us on shelves all throughout New York. There you Uh, go. There you go. Uh, And then we're already talking to people in the D.C. Baltimore metro area where I know that we are both from, coincidentally. Uh, We're talking to people in Chicago, we're talking to people in, uh, these are all, you know, typical beverage distributors, Uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Austin, and Chicago are kind of next up on the list.
0: Warren, this is so exciting because I do believe in small businesses and I think small businesses for America, you know, whether... You know, I I try not to be political on my podcast at all. It's more about, you know, just my own meditation, my own artistic, uh, you know, just I do comedy. I do music. It's more about that. And then also how I enjoy cannabis. And uh, as I get older and I got more shit to do, CBD really helps. But, you know, I like to fire up the THC now and then. But... Tell me how big is your company and what made you take that leap. We're right about 15. I won't take much more much of your time. I don't want to take more than 20 minutes of your time. But uh, we're about at 17 minutes. But can you just give me just kind of like if somebody else wants to start a small business, not a CBD coffee company, but, but it's more about the American dream story to me. I want to hear about, you know, because you're taking a risk. You had to walk away, and the laws are a little bit tricky right now. I think it's all gonna flip in the next four or five years and you'll be in a good space but you know there is a little bit of risk going on
1: well there's there's a i'll say there's a lot of bit of a lot of bit of risk anytime you start a new company Uh, this is my third company that i have co-founded so it's not my first rodeo gotcha that's that's the first that's the first part um but uh, you know all i can say for anybody that wants to start a company there's really only one way to start a company that's to do it That's to quit your job uh, or try to start it at least in the background but you will never actually get a company off the ground until you rip the band-aid off and just dive in feet first it takes a lot of guts Uh, you know this is the first time I've ever started a company with a wife and a two-year-old daughter and a mortgage so it's a little bit different now than it was when I was in my mid-20s and I was single Uh, But even then, uh, it took a lot for me to, you know, build up the courage and, and, you know, put in my resignation. I quit my job at Cisco Food Service uh, in their technology division. It was the first time I quit a job in in about 10 years almost to the date, which was kind of crazy. I was at Clear Channel, and then I started two companies in New York in my mid-20s. That company got acquired, moved me out to San Francisco. Uh, This one took a lot of support from my wife. I will say that she was a big important uh, part of this and it was timing I I, you know we wanted to be on the bleeding edge we didn't want to wait for everything to be cleared up otherwise that's when the market will get flooded even though the market is still getting flooded right now but uh, we're a small company there's myself and uh, three other uh, two other co-founders one full-time sales representative we have a network of contractors and consultants uh, we, you know, we worked with a great PR agency that got us connected with you. We worked with a great marketing and branding agency to bring the brand to life. So we, we cobbled together experts in different areas to cover a lot of ground in a short period of time. We've only been working on Good Day full time since, call it, you know, mid March. My last day at Cisco was March first. My co-founder uh, Nick left Facebook right around April first. So April, May, and June in about a ninety day sprint. We created the brand, we sourced our ingredients, we brought a product to market. Uh, July 15th was when we kind of had a soft launch, so we were very proud at the, at the speed and velocity that we were able to get this off the ground.
0: Congrats, man. That sounds amazing. And uh, yeah, you're going to be, uh, I mean, it is exciting, and doing the, you know, taking the leap of faith is uh You know, it's scary, but at the same time, as I get older and with my family, I learn to face the fear and not react to the fear. A lot of uh, meditation has helped me, and CBD has helped me in terms of not eternalizing that fear and kind of turning away from it and just doing what I have to do at hand. And, uh, at hand, I think you guys have a good hand in terms of uh, poker. You guys are, you know, you guys have a few kings in your hand, and I think, it, you know, if the laws flip and uh, people jump on it, uh, I think, you know, I, I would love to see this as big as RC Cola or uh, Coca Cola or Pepsi or any of these guys. Uh, because, well, you and you're kind of hitting the nail on the head there in that soda's been in about a you know decade long
1: decline. Uh, beer. Has been in about a three-year decline. Everybody's moving to the, the the market trends are healthy hydration, functional beverages, non-alcoholic. This is where you know, especially the, the, the you know the the millennials and the generation you know the, the teens right now are drinking less. Their health and wellness is becoming a, a much bigger focus. So uh, I, I really hope that we can be kind of the, the new age coca-cola and Pepsi that doesn't have aspartame high fructose corn syrup and all these things that are leading to uh, a lot of physical and mental uh, health issues it's, it's in my opinion it's an epidemic I stopped eating sugar about two and a half years ago and I've never felt better you can call me you know following a ketogenic diet but you know fat is not the enemy in my uh, in my opinion that it's been made out to be sugar really is sugar and and corn and gluten that's in 90% of products these days are are really what is uh, messing with our insulin levels and our head and our body. And I think we're we're seeing a little bit of a a correction happening right now, which is exciting.
0: Yeah, it's 100%. We're kind of growing and evolving and life is good and uh, life is great and you should try to make it long and try to make it last and be as healthy as possible. And uh, yeah, I came. I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and I drank and smoked cigarettes and soda. But the last 10, 15 years has just been all seltzer and coffee for me. You know, that's pretty much it. And some uh, some weed now and then. But uh, but at the same time, yeah, I think you're right. Right in the good lane, and I wish you the best of luck. And I appreciate the package. And uh, hopefully we can stay in touch, Warren. We went to the same college. We just found this out. Uh, good old Denison, which is a absolutely uh, a fun uh, Midwest, nice. I had a great time there. It was a fun school. Uh, I had a, I
1: had a blast there. I, I loved every moment of uh, all four years. I met, I'm married to a Denison graduate as well.
0: Same, same.
1: <laughs> I, I you, it's Funny how many uh, how many couples you meet that met at Denison.
0: Yeah, I know. It's a it's a weird thing, but uh, yeah. It, it's part of me is like you know it was. Part of me is like, oh, I could have just gone right into comedy or could have gone right into the entertainment business, but I really wanted that campus kind of college experience, and I I did get to experience that, so it was a lot of fun. And I met great people. Yeah, Likewise. Well, Warren, I appreciate your time. I'll let you go right now. Um, Best of luck with Good Day, man.
1: All right, thank you very much. appreciate you having me on the show.
0: All right, that's it. Peace.